And um, so we're going to try to make it a little less crazy tonight. Uh, but um, I said this morning, some of you are just like I am. If something comes to your mind and you don't do it right then, it's gone. And I'm talking about... I'm not talking about gone like gone later. I'm talking about gone like gone forever. And so um, I was running all over the place this morning trying to um, get some of those things, uh, some of those things done, and um, left left brother Tim high and dry a couple times. And um, but he's he, he's he's he'll be all right. And so um, but uh, had a good day today. And so we're so so certainly thankful for that. And uh, hope you're making plans for Easter. Uh, Easter Sunday, uh, we've got um, a whole uh, a whole list, a whole lineup uh, of people uh, that are going to be singing, and uh, they've been practicing. So I hope you'll be able to be here, invite somebody to come with you, and I'm going to have a great time um, uh, of worship uh, for the Lord uh, through through singing. And um, I saw the list today. And it was long, and so um, I, I'm preaching regardless if it's an hour or if it's 30 minutes or if it's, you know, however long. So um, Easter, Mother's Day, and Christmas, I mean, those are our three big days, and uh, I just can't help it. I get up and see all the pews filled and um, opportunity to be able to preach uh, the Word, and so um, we'll have a great Easter Sunday. Don't forget... Breakfast. We're going to have breakfast during um, during um, Sunday school. So I hope you'll be able to come uh, for Sunday school. Sign up in the back if you do plan on coming. There's a sign up sheet in the back. Make sure that you sign uh, sign up for that. And um, I'm just going to have a, a a time of fellowship. And um, we're going to have uh, we're going to have I think pancakes and French toast and egg bake and that white gritty stuff and so um they insisted on that i don't understand that i tried to talk them out of it but uh they insisted on it uh but uh just gonna have a really good time uh for easter and then easter night easter night we're gonna have uh the lord's supper so um uh just trying to want to make easter uh a special time and um uh, appreciate you being here appreciate you inviting people uh, to come uh, to come with you uh, for our Easter uh, for our Easter Sunday. Then, guys, last chance. If you've not signed up yet, uh, please get signed up for the men's uh, um, the men's oyster roast. That's going to be uh, uh, April fifteenth. It's going to be on a Saturday. Um, make sure you sign up in the back for that uh, because we've got to um, order the oysters. And um, can you sign up after today? Yes, but you're signing up for hot dogs, okay? Because we have to order the oysters, and we don't want to... Oysters are not cheap, and so we don't want to order more than we need, um, but we also want to order enough. So if you're planning on coming, and you're planning on uh, doing um, uh, oysters, please get signed up for that. You can also sign up... Uh, you, you can either check uh, oysters or hot dogs. Uh, we're going to have a great time. Four o'clock. It's going to be out at um, um, uh, Scott Schumann's uh, River House. And um, uh, so that sign-up sheet's in the back as well. Thank you for signing up for the, um, for the um, comfort casseroles. If you signed up for that, 
um, uh, make sure that you, you bring the stuff. When is that, Miss Rachel? When are you doing? The 18th, the 18th of this month. And uh, so if you signed up for uh, something to bring for that, uh, please make sure that you, you, you bring that and so that we can get those comfort casseroles um, uh, finished and ready to, uh, ready to go. We will be coming here before too long, um, believe it or not, uh, we'll be making up some sign-up sheets and stuff for uh, Vacation Bible School. And so um, Vacation Bible School is probably going to uh, be a little bit different this year. Now, um, our kitchen's probably not. Our kitchen's just very well efficient um, every year. And um, but, but everything else is going to look a little bit different. Uh, Miss Tara and um, the Newtons moved, of course, and they're in um, Alabama now. And so Miss Tara kind of headed that all up. And so we've kind of split that up a little bit, uh, responsibilities uh, for the Vacation Bible School. And so we're really excited uh, about Vacation Bible School this year. Uh, but be in prayer uh, as uh, there's a lot of things involved and uh, we'll be doing sign-up sheets for bringing things and, and um, uh, just getting ready and geared up, uh, ready and geared up for that. And then, of course, camp as well. 23 uh, is the number we have going to camp. And so uh, we're excited about that. Uh, we're right now uh, getting the van uh, ready uh, to make that trip. And so um, I think we've got our transportation prayerfully. We got our transportation solved for uh, our trip, uh, for their trip uh, to the wilds as um, camp is just around the corner. And so um, thank you for your prayers. I know many of, many of you have been praying about that, that um, that, that would all uh, come together, and it looks like it's probably uh, coming together well. And so um, looking forward uh, to bringing teens and young people uh, up uh, to uh, the wilds. Matthew chapter 21 tonight, Matthew chapter 21. I just want to just kind of round off uh, what we've been talking about here. Uh, Hosanna in the highest next month. Uh, or next month, next week, obviously will be Easter, uh, will be Easter Sunday, and so uh, certainly uh, excited uh, about uh, preaching about the resurrection, but this is the preface to the resurrection, and uh, this is uh, uh, Jesus Christ's triumphal entry, and um, that we see as they took out uh, the branches, and um, were waving branches as he was coming in, um, and uh, singing or praising uh, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And so in Matthew chapter 21, we read it this morning, so just go down with me to verse number 9. And the multitude uh, that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And so we're talking about uh, Hosanna, this idea of Hosanna. Go down with me to verse 15. And when the chief priests and scribes uh, uh, saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. Isn't that interesting? Here's a religious crowd who should be excited about this praise, all this is going on, all this is going on about, uh, about and around the Lord Jesus Christ. And they were sore displeased. Don't matter how hard you try, don't matter what you do, somebody is always going to be sore displeased. And uh, they were sore displeased. Look what he says in verse 
16, and said unto him, Hearest thou that they say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings? Thou hast perfected praise. Thou hast perfected praise. And so, Hosanna in the highest. Praise and laud and honor to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, to the Lord Jesus Christ. So this morning we talked about, when it comes to praise, we talked about the characters of praise. We talked about who should praise the Lord, adopted people out of Romans chapter 8, verse 15, and then all people out of Psalm 150. In verse number six, tonight I want to talk about not only the character, uh, the characters of praise, but then the ceaselessness of praise, the ceaselessness of praise back in the Psalms. It's interesting. You want to learn about praise? Read through the Psalms. Uh, Many of the Psalms were songs of praise as they praised and honored uh, God for victory as they praised and honored God for blessings, as they praised and honored God for the things that, that, um, that He did in their lives. You'll find a lot of praise found in the Psalms. Matter of fact, Psalm 150 ends the series of 150 Psalms, and the central theme of Psalm 150 uh, is the subject of praise in 13 times uh, in that short psalm, uh, the psalmist mentions praise and how we can praise uh, how we can praise the Lord. So uh, the characters of praise and then the ceaselessness of praise. Psalm 34, again, a psalm of David, verse number one, David said this, I will bless the Lord at all Times his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will praise the Lord at all times. Now, that word all used to say this all the time. That word all is one of those great big little words, just three letters A L L, but it encompasses all, right? Encompasses everything. And so he says, in the good times. I will praise the Lord. In the bad times, I will praise the Lord. In the difficult times, I will praise the Lord. In the suffering times, I will praise the Lord. Wait a minute, it doesn't say all that. Yes, it does. It says A-L-L. I'll praise the Lord at all times. So no matter what's going on in your life, there should be a, there should be a, a continual praise on your mouth Uh, on your lips, ready to praise the Lord. Because when you're praising the Lord, now now get this, when you're praising the Lord, it's really hard to be tearing somebody down and lifting Jesus up at the same time. When we spend our words, we only spend so many words. Now, I, I don't know what the statistical data is, but statistically speaking, women speak more words than men do. Now, that's just statistical, okay? Because I know some of you are thinking, listen, I know this guy, he doesn't ever shut up. Now, I'm, not, I'm just talking statistically. Women use more words than men do. But at some point, we stop talking because we fall asleep, right? 
Now, some people talk in their sleep. I get it, okay? So they talk 24-7. But we use our words every single day. The question is, are we using our words wisely? And if we have the attitude of David here in Psalm 34, in verse number 1, that, that on my lips, continuously, ceaselessly, will be the praise of my God. The praise and the laud and the honor of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, uh, our praise shouldn't just be when things are good. Our praise shouldn't just be when we're on the mountaintop. Our praise should be ceaseless. It should be at all times. Think about these two things with me when it comes to the ceaselessness of praise. Number one, praise Him with your mouth. Praise Him with your mouth. You should never be ashamed to let people know who the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is in your life. You should never be ashamed to raise your hand. You should never be ashamed to say amen. You should never be ashamed to pray. You should never be ashamed to open your mouth for the Lord Jesus Christ. We talk about that which is important to us. We talk about that which we uh, th- that which we love. There are there are people that don't talk a lot, but if you get them to talk on a certain subject, you can't get them to shut up. There are some people that you know they they don't want to, they don't want to talk a whole bunch, but if you get on the subject of guns, whoo! Get on the subject of cars. You get on a subject of football, you get on a subject of whatever it might be. I mean, they'll talk and talk and talk and talk. And boy, you, you can't hardly get in a word in edgewise if you get on the right subject. Why? It's because it's the subject they love. It's the subject they love to talk about. Go up to a grandparent and say, tell me about your grandkids. Don't make that mistake. Trust me, don't make that mistake. Let me show you pictures, and they get out their phone, because nowadays, you know, it used to be you only had to get a couple pictures because they'd pull out their wallet or pull out their purse, and they'd show you a couple pictures. Now, you can hold thousands of pictures on your telephone. Let me show you the cute... Now, listen to me. Isn't this true? Grandparents, isn't this true? Your kid could be... Your grandchild could be the ugliest grandchild on the planet, and you're like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. Oh, I mean, let me show you this picture. You're, you're, you're going... I'm looking at it at different angles. Of course, you don't say nothing. I'm looking at it at different angles, but I'm telling you right now, I get lacking in the, in the good looks section. And, but they think they're the greatest thing ever, the smartest thing. Isn't that true? I mean, it's absolutely true. And they'll talk, and they'll talk, they'll talk about their achievements. Let me tell you something. They graduated from kindergarten. It's pretty good, right? I mean, they're so proud. They got a trophy. I mean, they came in, they came in sixth place. Look at this trophy. There's only, there's only six people in the contest. But the sixth place, look at this trophy. It's up on the mantle, and they're so proud of it. And they talk about it and talk and talk and talk and talk. You know why? Because they love their grandkids. Oh, you will never get me to shut up. I promise you. <clears throat> she said, wait until he has grandkids. I promise you. It'll be, it'll, you'll hear... And I got the pulpit to talk about it, so you'll hear it all the time, right? Why? Because we talk about that which we love. 
We talk about our spouse. We talk about, do we talk about our church? Do we talk about our God? Because if we love him, it will continuously be on our, on our lips. We'll be ready to speak a word for the Lord. We'll be ready to tell the nurse as we're in the hospital. We'll be ready to tell uh, the person that's having a, a bad day at the, at the post office or uh, a, a person that's having a bad day at Walmart or wherever you might be, out and about, ready to give a word for the Lord Jesus Christ because He's ever upon your lips. He's ever upon your mouth. Look with me uh, in another psalm, Psalm 51. Psalm 51 tonight in verse number 15. Psalm 51 and 15. The scripture says, O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Lord, open up my lips so that I can show forth your praise, so I can let people know. There's nothing wrong with talking about your favorite hobby. There's nothing wrong with that about talking about your, your, your children and your grandchildren and your spouse. And There's nothing wrong with talking about the things that you love. But if you're talking about the things you love and you never mention the Lord Jesus... Something's wrong with that. Something's off with that. We ought to be excited about talking about the Lord Jesus Christ with our mouth. Praise Him with your mouth. Number two, praise Him with your movements. Praise Him with your movements. See, not just what you say, but what you do. You see, the Bible says in the book of James that we're not only supposed to be hearers of the word, we're supposed to be doers of the word. Right? Going out there and backing up what we say we believe. It's amazing to me how many people claim to be a Christian, but there's no evidence in their life. How many people say, hey, I'm a believer, I... I know Jesus Christ is my personal Savior, but you, you couldn't tell it if they hadn't opened their mouth. Do you know people ought to be able to see that you're a Christian, not just hear that you're a Christian? How important that is? Backing up testimony. You know, the word, the word uh, you find it uh, several times in the King James Bible, it's the word conversation. You know, a woman, a saved woman, can win her husband by her conversation. That does not mean your mouth. It means your testimony. It means the way you live your life. Now, it's part of your mouth, right? Part of the things that you say. But it's how you live your life. You see, the, we say that we're Christians. We say that we love God. But God says this, if you love me... You'll keep my commandments. You say, we say we love God, but we don't go to church. Hebrews 10, 25 tells us not to forsake the assembling ourselves together as a manner some, some is, but exhorting one another and so much more is the day approaching. God tells us when you go to church. 
We don't pray. We don't have time to pray. We don't, have, we don't read God's word. Over and over again, God tells us we need to do these things, and we neglect them, but yet we'll jump up and down and say we're Christian. Now listen, I get it. There is such thing as a backslidden person. I understand that. Okay, There are people like Lot. I understand that. But this idea that we call ourselves Christian and we do nothing that is Christian, it's a little strange. It's a little off and it's a little odd. I'm not here to tell you if you're saved or you're not saved. That's between you and God. I'm here to tell you the gospel. I'm here to share the gospel, the good news with you to let you know how you can be saved. But whether you're saved or not, that blood is not on my hands. That's between you and the Lord. You, you've got to work it out. But the only way, there's only two ways for me to know that you're, a, that you're a believer. One, your mouth. And two, your movements. What you do. How you act. How, 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 do, we, how do we know Christian people? By their what? By their fruits. How many times have we said this? So we're, we're going along, we're, we're going, down the, going down the road and we see this big orchard. Right? I mean, just a gorgeous, absolutely beautiful orchard. And uh, there, are, there, are these, there are these red and green things hanging from it. And we stop, and we stop at the orchard, and a and big old sign that says, it says apple orchard. And you go up, and, and you, you pick your own apples, and you go in there, and, and you tell the lady, okay, ma'am, she said, I, I'm, I'm looking to get some oranges. Well, you're at the wrong place. No, 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 no. I know, I know they look like apples, but they may be identifying as oranges. It's not how it works, does it? You bite into it, it's not going to taste like an orange. It's going to taste like an apple. Why? Because it's an apple. If it looks like one and it smells like one and you cut it open and, 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 and the juice runs out of it like one, then it's probably an apple. Listen to me. When people walk by and they look at your fruit and it looks like the world, it smells like the world, everything about it says it's the world, then don't be surprised when somebody assumes that you're like the world. We get so offended. Listen, you want people to know that you're a Christian, don't just open your mouth, but be a doer of the word as well. Show forth what you believe by what you do, how you act, how you back up the, the words of your mouth with your life lived. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Let me read a couple verses to you. You're, you're familiar with these verses. Psalm 119, verse number 7. Psalm 119 and verse 7, where, uh, the Bible says, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart. When I shall have learned thy righteous judgments, I will keep thy statues, O oh, forsake me not utterly. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto, according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O oh, let me not wander from thy commandments, thy, this is the one we know, right? Verse number 11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. What does the psalmist say in the beginning? There he says, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart. 
I'm going I'm to live right. I'm going to live by your statutes. I'm going to do right. I'm going to be right. It's going to be my desire to live for you and honor you with a clean heart and a right heart. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto. Paying attention to what God has to say. When God says no, it's no. When God says yes, it's yes. And understanding that the living of our lives is just as important as the words that we say, or the words that come out of our mouth. And so, how do we, how do we, um, uh, how do we praise the Lord? We praise Him ceaselessly. So, the characters of praise, the ceaselessness of praise, and then wrap it all up, go to Hebrews chapter 13. I want you to see the conclusion of praise. The conclusion of praise. Hebrews chapter uh, 13. Kind of all over the place, back and forth from the Old Testament to the New Testament. But Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is uh, the fruit of our lips, uh, giving thanks uh, to His name. The conclusion of praise. Proper, pointed, perpetual, and purposeful praise will lead the Christian to these three things. You ready? Here they are. Number one, sacrifice. Sacrifice. Verse 15. He says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. In 2 Samuel chapter 24, in verse 24, David said this, when he was buying the field and they were offering the field for nothing, you know what he said? Do you remember what he said? I will, I, will, I will not offer to the Lord that which costs me nothing. Do you, know, do you know living for the Lord will cost you something? It will cost you something. When's the last time that we sacrificed? Do you know often what we do? And I'm not talking about giving because usually, you know, we give out of our abundance. We give because we have it. When it comes to giving, I think of that that uh, that uh, 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 that widow that gave her that gave her that gave her last mite. She, she literally she didn't have anything to give, but she gave what she had anyways. And out of all the giving that was being done, Jesus commended her for her giving, not because of the amount of the gift, but because of, uh, because of the gift that was given. From the heart. So it really does make a difference why we do what we do, not just doing it. And so, sacrifice, what is it costing me? I've said this through the years. Literally, I've said this through the years. Somebody will give a gift to somebody, and I don't always say it out loud, but maybe you said this, this too. You know, that, that gift really meant something. They didn't have that to give. You ever said that? You ever, somebody give you something and you know they didn't have to give and they, and they give it to you and you think to yourself, wow, what a sacrifice. What, what do we sacrifice for the Lord? Do we sacrifice our, 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 our money? Do we sacrifice our time? We don't. Listen, 
it's been said, and I can't remember the Sunday, but it's been said about people, Sunday morning is how much people love worship. Sunday night is how much people love uh, the preacher. Wednesday night is how much people love Jesus. It's interesting. You know, we just don't have... We just don't have time. Now, we have time for everything else. But we don't have time to read God's Word, and we don't have time to pray, and we don't have time to go to church. And, we don't, and if it's convenient, we are living in a convenient Christianity today. If it's convenient, I will. You know, sometimes you have to carve out time. Sometimes, you ever, know, you ever notice this in life through the years? Sometimes you have to say no to something you want to do to say yes to something that's more important. I mean, it's, it's, absolutely the, it's absolutely the facts. And sometimes we've got to sacrifice our time. And that's hard to do. Sometimes we'd rather give our money than give of ourselves. Sometimes we've got to get up and sacrifice our talents. Say, Lord, is blessed me in this, and I've got to, I remember God calling me to preach, and boy, did I just, I mean, I just did not want to do it. I, to preach, you have to get up in front of people, and I'd just rather not do that. You know, it was a sacrifice, an absolute sacrifice, and it always will be a sacrifice when you follow the Lord. It'll be a sacrifice sometimes of people. Sometimes you have to say no to some friendships. Sometimes the friends will say no to you. Sometimes, the, sometimes your own family will turn their nose up at you. It's a, it's a sacrifice, and for some more than others. But these are facts. When we, when, when we praise God, and when we spend time honoring Him and, 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 and lifting Him up, there will be sacrifice involved. Not only will there be sacrifice involved, there will be sanctification involved. Look what he says. Uh, 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 again, we've got, to, we've got to understand in verse uh, uh, um, Hebrews 13, verse 15. He says, By him, therefore, let us offer, offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The fruit of our lips. When we praise the Lord, let me tell you what will happen. Not only will it be sacrifice, there will be sanctification. What is sanctification? It is our growth in the Lord Jesus Christ. When I decided to get serious about, about being a, a believer, when I decided to get serious about being in the ministry, let me tell you what it's been through all these years. It's been a growing process. It's been a process of me drawing closer to the Lord Jesus Christ, of knowledge of the Word of God, of being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. That's what sanctification is. See, salvation is instantaneous. When I got saved and trusted Christ as my Savior, I got saved immediately. I didn't get saved over a period of time. I got saved instantaneously. It happened when I called upon His name. He saved me. Sanctification is a process. As we continue to walk for the Lord, we continue to walk towards Him. We continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of of the Lord Jesus Christ. We get wiser. Have you gotten wiser through the years? I hope so. I I hope you don't make the same 
adolescent mistakes that you made when you were younger. I hope that age has brought wisdom. I told my wife, as I get gray, I'm staying gray. I earned every one of these gray hairs. Every one of them. And as I get older, I'm sure I'll get grayer. And praise God, listen to me, I've learned some lessons through the years. And, 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 if, and, if, and if I live another week, a month, a year, ten years, I'm going to learn more lessons. That's what sanctification is all about, is learning not only from your mistakes, but from the mistakes of others. And as we praise, not only individually, but corporately, we can learn these things and understand these things from the Spirit of God, right, that lives inside of us, from the Scriptures, God's Word, and from saints, the people that God put in our lives. Grow up. That's what the Scripture says. Grow up in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grow up. Don't... Don't stay a babe in Christ. It amazes me how many people have been saved 10, 20, 30 years and know no more now than they did, than they did when they first got saved. No, let me tell you why. It's not God's fault. It's no effort put into it by us. There's never been a time... Listen, I even tried it when I was in school and we had to, we had to learn... Um, we had to learn Greek, and I had to carry around cards with me all the time and learn these Greek words and declensions and all this, all this nonsense. And I mean, I carried these things around with me all the time. It reminded me of the phylacteries. You ever heard of phylacteries? The Jewish, Jewish people used to take scriptures, and they used to put them in their hats and in their sleeves and, and all over the place, and they'd be able to pull these phylacteries out and read them and study them and memorize them. And this what had phylacteries of Greek everywhere. Oh, I couldn't stand it. And I would sleep. Sometimes I would actually fall asleep with them in my hands. I mean, I put them on my head hoping they'd get in there. I put them on my heart hoping they would get in there. But none of those things worked. I had to actually work and study to memorize those. But, you know, it takes sacrifice, right? It goes back to that sacrifice. And sanctification uh, is not uh, something that's just going to happen. It's something that uh, the Lord does in our lives uh, day by day. And then think about this. Not only sacrifice and sanctification, but then satisfaction. Satisfaction. What What do I mean by that? Verse 16, but to do good and to, to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. God is well pleased. Is God well pleased with your life? I mean, have, have you thought about that? Have you, sat, have you sat down and just contemplated your life and thought to yourself, if... If and not if, but as a Christian, when you stand before God, is God going to be well pleased with your life? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. We have this crazy, unbiblical idea that every Christian is going to hear those words. That's just not true. Not every believer is going to hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Who's not going to hear those words? Those that didn't do well and weren't faithful. They're not going to hear those words. 
Well done. Now, have, have you evaluated? When's the last time you evaluated your life? Every time I go to dads, Wendy's dads, it doesn't matter. Listen to me. I am 50 years old. 50 years old. It doesn't matter. If I went down there right now, he'd say, when's the last time you had your oil changed? Did you check the fluids? Did you, Dad, I got it handled. I don't have to know how to do it. I pay somebody to do it. Did you check after him and make sure that, Dad, I, I, got, I got it in the did you, did, did you make sure this is done? Did you, make, did you, did you top off your gas? Dad, Dad, I got it. You know what his point is? You, you better check over your car. You don't want to break down. Did you check the tires? Listen, Brother Scott, Brother Truman, you did not leave this parking lot without him thoroughly checking over that van. He checked the, the air. And I tell you, the funny part is, where's Miss Dawn? Miss Dawn's not here tonight. The funny part is, him and, him and Glenn, they did, not, they did not see things the same. And Glenn would say, it needs this many pounds of pressure. And, and, and Truman would go and, and he'd check the pressures because he had every device under known demand. He'd check the, check the pressures and he'd say, who put all this pressure in this? We, you can't drive this with all this pressure. And he'd let some of the air out. And then next time Glenn did it, he'd put some more air in it. And they'd go back and forth. I loved it. But he, he made sure that the hole was done. He made sure that the tires were done. You've got to have this done. You gotta, why? Because you've got to do a full workup. Right? When's the last time you did a full workup of your own self? Full checkup of your own self. Is what you're doing, how you're talking, how you're acting, is it well-pleasing to God? Because when it's well-pleasing to God, it quite frankly doesn't matter who else it's well-pleasing to. I mean, let's, let's face the facts. You can't please everybody. It's just impossible. If you, if you follow my wife's Facebook, she, she put out this, this thing on, she didn't put it out, she just liked it and, and, and read whatever it is and, and shared it, there you go, and, um, and then made a comment on um, the perfect pastor or some, some, something like that, and I'll tell you right now, I just rolled. I mean, I just laughed my head off. I mean, he's got to be skinny and he's got to be plump. He's got to be young and he's got to be old. And he's got to be this and he's got to do this. And he's got, it was all these impossible things, right? And all these hours that he's got to do. It's like, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day. And it was like, so I don't know how many hours uh, way past that. And you've got to do this and he's got to do that. And why? Because everybody has a different idea. If, if I took the mic right now and I passed the mic around and I said to you, what do you think a pastor should be doing? I guarantee you, we get more things than any pastor could possibly do. It's just the facts. Because we have different ideas. It's not wrong. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying it's different. We think differently when it comes to, when it comes to how, uh, how a pastor should conduct himself or how somebody else should conduct himself. And so what do we need to do? We need to, we need to put the brakes on and say to ourselves, okay, Am I pleasing God? Because really, it doesn't matter whom you displease if you're pleasing God. But can I tell you this much? It doesn't matter whom you please if you're displeasing God. we gotta, we got to make a decision. Because you can't please everybody, but you can please God. 
You can please him through your faith, right? You can, you, can, you can please him through your life. You can please him through your mouth. The way you conduct yourself, the way you speak, how we live our lives, is it well-pleasing to God? Because when it's well-pleasing to God, let me tell you what it is to us. It's satisfaction to us. It's satisfaction to us. Through the years, our, our kids, our kids are, are, are all grown and they're all rotten. They've gotten everything that they've ever needed and most of the things that they've wanted through the years. I say all the time, God bless the men that my daughters meet and get married to. I mean, they, they just like nice things. I always loved Christmas time because we'd always buy gifts and then I'd always have a gift for all of them. I called it a face gift because I wanted to see their face when I gave them that gift. And it was always something really nice. Let me tell you the problem with that. The next year, how are you going to, yeah, I mean, it's going to have to be something. I mean, you can't go in reverse. I mean, here's a PS4 this year. Next year, it's a teddy bear, you know. And so, you know, it gets increasingly more expensive. But it's that idea of, wow. Do you, know, do you know, we should have that idea of wow when it comes to God. I mean, what I did for the Lord, He was pleased with, wow. Do you know what that pushes us more towards? It pushes us more towards that praise, that continuous praise for what God has done for us. You know, we say this all the time, right? God bless America. But when's the, when's the last time you can think of that America has blessed God? I mean, God bless America. I mean, we, we need you, God. And that, by the way, it's true. Uh, I'm not saying that's not true. We do need God. But when's the last time, you know, you know what we do? We're pushing God out of everything. We're pushing Him out of the government. and We're pushing Him out of the public venue. and We're pushing Him out of everything. And you say, well, that's the world. Yeah, but what is the church doing about it? Absolutely nothing. We don't speak up anymore. The churches often today aren't what they used to be, where people would come and find refuge, where they come and find help. Let me tell you what the church has become. It's become a social club. We come in and we have cliques. I had a Lady, tell me this morning. She says, let me tell you one of the reasons I love your church. And I almost said to her, I know, because it's friendly. I hear that all the time, people say that, because it's a friendly church. And I'm thankful for that. But she didn't say that. She said, let me tell you why I love your church. You ready? This is what she said. Because there ain't any cliques that I know of. Now, there may be. But let me tell you what the cliques are in our church. They ain't but one or two people. Really? Honestly? We have a church that I feel like, uh, on the most part, is united. I pray for that. I pray for that every day. I pray that God continues to keep us united. And she said, I've been to churches where you have to work to get in this clique, and then when you're in this clique, you're not in this clique, and, and then you're not a part of that group. And she said, it's exhausting. And it is exhausting trying to please people. It's exhausting. I only want to be in one click, and that's Jesus' click. 
I have people tell me all the time. I have preachers say this to me all the time. They say, what, what group are you in? And I know, I know what they mean. Because unfortunately, we can't just be Baptists. I mean, there's American Baptist and Northern Baptist and Southern Baptist and Independent Baptist. And I mean, you, know, you, you name it, there's a Baptist. And I, thought, and I think to myself, okay, yeah, I'm an independent Baptist. But inside the independent Baptist movement, what movement are you with? Are you BIMI? Are you BMFP? Are you BFF? Are you, I always say BFF. Uh, BBF, are you uh, whatever? BFF is best friends forever. I said that to Marilyn out there in the, in the um, thing one time. And, she, and when Wendy said, um, that's best friends forever. Um, BBF is what I meant. But, you know, all these, all these different groups. I'll tell you, this is what I've grouped. I'm in Jesus' group. That's what group I'm in. And if you're, you know, if you look at our, if you look at our, um, our missionaries, we got them with BIMI. We've got them with Central Clearinghouse. We've got, we've got them with missions agencies you've never even heard of. I'm not concerned about what mission agency they are. I'm concerned about who they are and what they're doing for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a matter about being in a group or being in a clique. It's a matter of being on the Lord's side, as Moses said, as he stood without the camp and drew the line and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Where are you at? You on the Lord's side? Listen, for Korah and the group of people that weren't on the Lord's side, it didn't turn out too well for them. We need to get on the other side of the line, get on the Lord's side, know about sacrifice, know about sanctification, know about satisfaction, knowing that my life, the things that come out of my mouth, the way I live, is pleasing in God's sight. Makes all the difference. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank you for this time together. Thank you for your word. I pray that you should help us. Lord, as we think about praise, as we think about honoring your name, I pray that you'd help us uh, to continuously have praise upon our lips. Continuously to have praise in our movements. How we live our lives does matter. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us day by day to live for you and to honor you. Help us day by day to do things that are pleasing in your sight. Give us a great week the rest of this week, Lord, and I pray that you'd draw us closer to you day by day. And may you be honored and glorified with what's said and done. Dismiss us with your blessing. Keep us safe. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Breakfast and...